Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Right, guys, welcome back to Coaching Conversations with Pete and Yas. But before we get to today's episode, just a quick announcement from our partnership with St. Mary's University Twickenham. Yeah, so thanks for having me. Um, I'm Ashley, our performance football coaching course lead, uh, as you know, as a member of our alumni. Um, our course is unique around the world, so we believe that we have a, a distance learning model that kind of works for everyone, regardless of where they are in the world. They can study football performance coaching from their environment and put it into their context. Amazing. And who is it for? So we really have lots of different unique opportunities. So you can be a pro license coach that we've had in the past. You could be a level two UEFA B coach. It's about putting it into your context. So we'll expose students to match analysis, uh, contemporary football coaching cultures, and they can put that into their own practice and improve their knowledge and understanding of the game. Thank you for that, Ash. And as an alumni member of St. Mary's University Twick, and I'm proud to announce the partnership that we've got going on, where each week myself and Pete will be delivering conversations around different how-to elements and analysis tips and obviously some insights from our own experiences as coaches and coach developers. So catch that on YouTube and every week on all major platforms where you can hear it in audio form as well. Welcome back everyone to Coaching Conversations with Pete and Yes. My name's Yes. My name's Pete. And we're here just to have, pick up on the weekly conversations around all things coaching related. And today's topic will be looking at player-led versus player-centered. So Pete, straight over to you. What are your thoughts? Where's your mind going with this one straight away? Oh, right. Okay. Um, although they kind of sound quite similar, 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 <laughs> similar, they are actually quite different. Because sometimes people think that player-led means that the players take all the ownership of all of the session. Mm. But we have to still remember that we are coaches and we still have to... Um, uh, give them some guidance and sometimes we might assume that they know something when they don't really know it but the piece around player centred this is where we as a coach start to recognise the feelings of the players themselves so how do they feel about your session how do they feel about your team how do they feel about the club how do they feel about the environment that you've created how do they feel that do they feel that they've got something uh, some input into that environment so you know, that player-centred, that idea where you're thinking about what the players need. So even something as simple as, well, what tactics are we using? So if we're using certain tactics, are we actually using tactics that suit the players or are we using uh, tactics that we've decided that that's the way we're going to play and we're going to get the players to fit into that, that mm. narrative? That's an interesting one because I, I totally agree. I think it's two very subtle differences mm. in, the, obviously, the language, but massive differences in what the meaning is, right? Mm. Uh, I think... A lot of people, in my experiences, go go down the route of because it's player led. That means it's player centered, but mm. not always the case, right? Mm, and I think for me that it's, it's it's important that we identify and examine that if it's player centered, it could still be coach led. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. And there's a massive difference. I mean, player led is is what it says on the tin. It's led by the players. But mm. again, referring back to your point, is that the players may not always know mm -hmm. what they're leading or mm -hmm. what's best for them in that moment. So I think mm -hmm. as a coach. We need to be really careful in terms of if we're going to make it player-led, mm. potentially helping the players understand the reasons behind it and maybe mm. some of the expectations just to manage that as well. Mm -hmm. So just on that then, what are some of the strategies that maybe you've used in your experiences in the past around how to get players to take lead? 
I think some of it is, is around this idea of teaching the player something first because you can't lead something unless you have some information, unless you know something. So it, was, it would be like a, in a class, you, you want the, 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 the students to lead the lesson, but you'd have to have taught them something before they can lead the lesson. Mm. So what I've always done is this. I've, I've said, right, this is the way we're going to play. This is the style of play. Now, what I've first, first done is I work out, can the players do it? That's the mm. first thing, because if they can't do it, there's no point going down that road. Right. Yeah, no, that's an interesting one. I think the one thing I would challenge there, though, is do they need to have been taught it, or do they need to have just been, if you like, somewhat referred to it? So almost like an outline's been laid out and maybe an outcome has been put out for them or an expectation has been put out for them, but maybe not the, if you like, the nitty-gritty itself. Yeah, the, 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 the players will always take on um, knowledge based on their capabilities. Mm. So some players will be able to, you'll be able to give them much more um, uh, complex instructions than others. Some players just say, right, point me in the, right, in the direction and let me just get on with it. Don't mm. need you to tell me anything else. Other players, they want you to explain to them why they're do why you're doing it, mm. why it's this, what's their role in it. They want to know that, and that's that piece where the player led and player centered. They almost they kind of yeah. dovetail. Yeah. But knowing what the players know, so I will give you an example of this. At one of the clubs I was at, we had we decided that we were going to play out from the back, and we're going to play out from the back no matter what, right? But to be able to do that, we had to have strategies because teams would work out they play out from the back. So what we did, we found we found four ways of playing out from the back, and what we realised that we could use any one of those four at any time during the game. But then we started to realise that teams were starting to cotton on to, to it after a few weeks. So I said, so the players, well, what do you think we should do? And so some of the players started to say, well, what, could we do this, 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 and this? Or what about if we tried this? And I went, okay, let's try it in training. So we tried it, and then we got, oh, okay. So then we found another four ways of getting out. Now, what then happened was we had eight ways of getting out mm. and playing out from the back. Mm. Now, no, I don't care who you are. If you've got eight ways of playing out from the back, but the opposition have got a problem. <laughs> but it was the players that came yeah. up with the first four ways. But they wouldn't have come up with those first four ways if we had the, the, the foundations in the first mm. four. What were we how were we trying to get out? What was it we were looking and our vehicle that we used was movement. Yeah. We said, I kept saying to them, it's not going to be good passing that gets you out. It's going to be good movement. Yeah. Because you'll move them about. There's two things that kind of my mind's ticking on. Um, let's start with that piece around movement first and we'll come back to it. Talk to us about, you know, what, what's your thoughts and what's your understanding of good movement? Because this is, this is often, I think, misinterpreted as well in terms of what the nuances or the variables that exist mm. within it to make it effective enough. Mm. So what are your thoughts on that? My, my thoughts on movement are around this idea of either you're going to get make movement to release you to get on the board, yeah. or you're going to, or your movement is going to release somebody else in your team, or or the third thing it's going to do, Go it's going to make them do something that they didn't really want to do, or they think, feel that they have to do to stop you from doing what you want to do. That sounds quite complicated. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It's, <laughs> got, no, it's, it's, it's nice. I think you're spot on. So for me, I kind of break it down in three ways rather than the two. So mm. it's regardless of who you are, um, an element of movement needs to take place. Mm. But actually, sometimes no movement is also effective yeah. as well. And I think the key is to relate the movement to them position. So position, are you positioning yourself? Or are you moving into a position that will allow you to receive, mm. potentially? Obviously, you can't, you're not necessarily going to mm. get the ball. And I think that's the mm. important piece, especially with young players, to make them sure that they understand that. Mm. Just because you've moved doesn't mean you demand and, mm. and, and you're entitled to the ball mm. now. 
Um, and then the second piece is your positioning. Is it going to be is it going to be one that allows someone else mm. to move into? Mm. So it might be like I'm emptying out a space mm. so you can fill it. Mm. Uh, or the flip side is actually is the movement that I'm creating not for someone else to move mm. into, but actually the person on the ball to now penetrate into. Mm. And then obviously the f- you know the kind of an afterthought of that is. Well, another piece of movement might actually be how you provide security for your team once the ball's moved beyond you. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, of course it does. And, yeah. then and that's the thing about movement. Yeah. Is it can it can do so many different things. Mm. And if we talk about player and player centered, if the players understand why they're doing what they're doing, it makes it easier for them to go out and perform. Yeah. Because now what they do is they start realizing, well, actually, I haven't moved. But I don't need to move because I now found myself in space, as you just said, yeah. about, you know, sometimes standing still is great. Because, you know, that's the thing that is, is if, if movement's going on around, yeah. right, then you might not have to move. 100%. You, you know, it's that thing where not everybody can stand still and yeah. it'll, it'll be all right. Somebody at some stage is going to have to move. You know, but yeah, 100%. I think it's also subjective to where the ball is, right? So mm. I think... But importantly, what what's it within that, if you go back into the player-led and player centre, I was smiling earlier because... You said some players need to know the why. That's that. I, I think that's me. Mm. So I, I need to know why. Right, if you're gonna get me to do something, you gotta yeah. tell me why. And it doesn't. Yeah, I and, that, and I think the key part. <laughs> I think the key part is like, I don't have to necessarily agree with you. Yeah. But if I can understand the rationale behind it, then mm. I start to maybe accept it for what mm. it is. Although I might not necessarily agree with it mm. in terms of it being my method, if you like. Mm. So I think that piece is really key, and it kind of it, it takes my mind to this piece around the importance of procedural knowledge and declarative knowledge in mm. that. I think far too often, and we've all been there, and I, you know, I've been guilty of this Expl- as well. Explain those two yeah. terms. So procedural knowledge in the sense that I'm just giving you the what. I'm telling you, right, Pete, I need you to do this, or Pete, I want you to do that. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, I'm not actually supporting it with any, any sort of declarative knowledge to help mm-hmm. you understand the rationale mm-hmm. behind it. Mm-hmm. Because if you knew, as an example, I'm saying, right, Pete, I need you to go and do this mm-hmm. at this point, because off the back of that, I'm expecting this to happen. Mm. Now, the key p- piece within that is come back to the piece that you talked about, four, four ways of playing out from mm. the back. So my question was going to be, actually, is it that they came up with four different ways of playing out from the back, or they were more conscious of what was stopping it in the first place, so therefore it's not actually different ways of playing out from the back, but actually the response to what the opposition are doing in those moments. So in terms of you know, they might have had four ways of playing out from the back, but which might be effective when the opposition might not necessarily be pressing through the middle mm. or pressing out wide, whatever that might look like. But now all of a sudden we've recognised, well, actually, these are four methods which allow us to get success mm. when the opposition are mm. doing this. However, we'll come back to that what-if moment. Mm. Now we've got four different ways that we've mm. developed because we now know that those methods aren't for opposition plan A, mm. it's actually opposition plan B, mm. these are four four. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah, sure, yeah. I mean, and it's, it's a bit of both really, because you, you, you know, the players recognised when they were being stopped and they started to, they, you know, because they were getting lots of success, lots of success to start off with. Then when it stopped, then they started to go, well, actually, you know, can we think of something else? And actually one of the ways they thought of coming up, they came out with it on the day, on the day of the game. Mm. They just, you know, they, tried s- it. they just tried it. They just tried something. And I watched it and I was at the side, I went, hmm, like that one. You know, <laughs> but I didn't, <laughs> I didn't say anything. And so, but what I wanted to know, I asked them at half time, what made you do that? And they said, well, they were doing this and blah, blah, blah. And the other, we couldn't mm. get out. So we decided to do this. 
And I went, okay, great. great. Do you Fantastic. not think there's a piece before that? Because this is something that I, I guess in, in my own coaching, I'm quite big on in terms of if I was if I was to describe w- what my outcomes are within a coaching environment, typically people would be going after something with that relates to players having a greater awareness of. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The game mm-hmm. and what's going on in the moment so that effectively they can get to a point where if they can better reflect and better self-diagnose on the situations, mm-hmm. they'll probably be more more useful in coming mm-hmm. up with solutions, right? Mm-hmm. So you said, you know, what made you do that? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, well, I probably would have started with, do you guys understand what you mm. just did? Mm. Yeah. Well, I, I you see, yeah, for me, because language is important. And for me, it was a case of, I wanted them to recognise that I'd recognised that they'd done something else. Mm. And I wanted to know, my, my own curiosity was around, well, what, what made them think of that? Mm. But the, that, that's the important thing about uh, about when you allowing players to lead, or, or or should I say, is allowing players to make decisions. Mm. What you're trying to do is you're trying to get them to be uh, self sufficient. What about the day when you, as the coach, have lost your voice and you can't speak, or you're up in the stand because you've got a six match ban? <laughs> <laughs> or I'm not saying that everybody should it's do speaking that. Speaking from but, experience, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course not. No, <laughs> uh, but um, but all those sort of things is the players have got to be able to because on the, see the thing about it is is that as a player, mm. if you think about it, you're if you if you're if you're a, a coach and you've played. Your referencing is to you and what what you did when you were playing at a particular time in the, in the football landscape. Because if we're looking at football nowadays, it seems to be changing like every two years, mm. something's changing. So you now start to think about that. So the knowledge that we had that when we were playing, that's old knowledge. The new players now, they've got new knowledge. They've got stuff that they've learned before they've even come to you and what they've learned with their friends and so mm. on and so forth. So they can teach you stuff. Mm. So this is the piece of when we're talking about player led. Are you allowing the t- the players to teach you? You know, I, th- I think you're spot on because I think if we're genuinely there to support the players mm. and help them develop, but well, we've got to be open to hearing what they've got to know, what yeah. they've got to tell us first. That's right. Yeah. Um, and it, it's interesting because obviously some of the challenges that come with that is that some of the players may have little to no mm. experience with any coaching. Mm. Some people might have been coached. Mm. Some people might have been coached well mm. and, and vice mm. versa, right? Mm. So I think what kind of so what kind of questions would you be asking? What kind of you know, how would you set an environment that allows the players to do that with without fear of Do you know something else? We are I don't think we actually realise this at at times yeah. and I'm starting to see it now. We're going into a period now where many of the players who we coach, especially at that middle at that age at 17, 18, 19, they already started coaching courses. Yeah. So when you're t- when you're coaching them, they li- they li- listen to you and they're thinking to themselves, this guy don't know what he's doing, or this guy, oh yeah, I, I'm feeling this guy or this girl, whatever it is. Yeah. They're, they're, because they now 
they've got some knowledge. They've got one lens on that. Exactly, yeah, because they've, they've, they've done a bit of coaching. Some of them might already be working in the coaching landscape somewhere along the line. Mm. So you can't always think that you, you're fooling them and you're, you're baffling them. <laughs> so you have to think about it from this idea of, um, my, my thing, uh, especially much more now, around um, mm. um, um, player-led, is that voice, is that, that voice that they have. Um, one of the clubs I was at, they used to talk about um, uh, player first, player last. Yeah, mm. So the players spoke first and, and, and then they spoke last. So you'd have your bit, but that your bit would be in the middle. Right. So now you're starting to find out what they know, what they're feeling, okay? And then at the end, you're getting to find out what they're going to do next. Yeah. So I, I, I find that quite interesting. Um, but this piece for, for, for us as coaches, we have to start to understand that the, the players are much more... People say that the kids these days, oh, they've always got their heads in, the, in, um, in computers and yeah, technology yeah. and everything yeah. else. But that technology also gives them, gives them some knowledge that gives them some stuff that they can come to you with yeah. that, that they're quite prepared to voice because they are actually much more willing to voice their, their opinions, opinions yeah. because, because the youngsters these days, they've got so many other things that they could be doing. Yeah. They really could be doing so yeah. many other things. Yeah. And I think we have to understand that, that the talented, pl- uh, the talented players... They'll say, well, I can do this, but I can also do that as, as well. You know, I might be really, really good at football, but mm. I'm also really good at basketball mm. and I'm really good at tennis. Mm. You know, well, actually, I don't need you shouting at me. I can play tennis and I can just play tennis on my own mm. and I can make my own decisions mm. and I can um, um, and I can play the game in the way I want to play. Mm. My coach will guide me, but my coach isn't telling me what to do because yeah, I'm the one who's out on the court. And that's the thing about we want our football players to be more like that, to be able to go, yes, can we make the decision? Can I change this? Can I, can I do this? But within the framework of what we already have. Mm. And that's why this idea about, you know, getting the players to lead and make decisions is around, you know, what's happening in the game. Because we've got to take that into account. Mm. What's happening in the game? You might do some stuff in training where you, you give them opp- opportunities to do whatever it is and the typical one is okay tell you what you're going to do is uh, you know, play the game you're 2-0 down you're, 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 you're win. how are you going to stop them from scoring more mm. goals are you going to mm. that's yeah alright but did the players actually know why they scored the two goals mm. no and those are the sort of things we've got to find out 100% know? so uh, okay I'm going to throw a question at you then. So what, what's your favourite player strategy, what's your favourite strategy to get players to take more ownership and lead a little bit more um, it could be match day or training environment I t- uh, I, I'll be honest with you I don't know if I really have a favourite one I just think that I, I work out what do we need at the time mm. because you, listen on match day if you're going for three points you know you've got to be really careful if you're going to let them if they're going to let them lead and, yeah. and, and sometimes that might be around um, if, if the team's not playing particularly well we want to find out what is going on out there what, what you know is is there something that you're finding difficult? Mm. That's the piece there where you're, where you know, because if they're playing well, they mm. don't say anything. So when they're not playing so well, do you know? But I'll, I'll challenge it because the thing is that I've had a lot of conversations with coaches recently mm. around similar situation where they've not played well. So I think it's just as important in those moments for them to understand why it's not working. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I just think on match days as an example, like regardless of the situation, the way the way I approach it is almost. I'll observe the game as we, as you, as you will, and you'll make your notes, whatever they are, you know, during the game, whether it's in quarters, mm. halves, or whatever it may be. And at, at the interval, 
I put the onus on the players to mm. feedback and mm. reflect, and where in a way where I'd almost get them split up into mm. their units or different areas of the pitch, mm. and I'd ask them right, okay, what what do you think mm. is going well mm. in and out of possession? Because mm. what I'm after in that moment, again, it's that curiosity piece. Is mm. I'm trying to see what are they seeing and experiencing the same mm. things I'm seeing, mm. because if they are, well, I don't need to talk about it. Mm. I might just praise them for the recognition of mm. it in the first place, mm. and I might probe on it. Might you know mm. suggest that there's a way that we can utilize that information mm. to kind of move things forward, mm. or if we can reinforce something. Mm. But equally, if I've made six points on mm. my notebook in the build up to that interval, as an example, well, if they've covered four of them, I only need to say mm. two. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? But also, but also you got to think about what if they're covering none of them, because the thing about it is the way they see the game and the way you see the 100%. game is, is, is totally different, and sometimes. We we're looking for um, we're looking for uh, almost like a confirmation bias, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I've seen this, and I want you to confirm that I've seen it. But if we don't, if they if they're not seeing it that way, mm. th th now that's when we have to start to delve in a little bit more. And we might be that you've gone. Tell you what, as I'm the coach here today, we're one nil down. We're going to do this because at some stage, you as the coach, you have to make a decision, and you have to go. It's three points here, mm. all right. And again, depending on where you are, if you're working with youngsters, then you, you, you know, and I've done this where I've got them to write stuff down, what's going to, what's going on. Or the other one that I've, I've done is, is we're going to do three things in defence and we're going to do three things in attack. And so I go, right, have we done this one? And say, yes or no. Have we done this mm. one? So on and so forth. We go through like all six. Now, once we've gone through all six, I'll then say, right, okay, you've said that we haven't done this one and this one very well. Do we need to be better in this area or is it something else that we need to be better in? And then let, let them come up with the idea of what, mm. they, do, what they think it is. Because now what I'm doing is I'm, I'm saying th those six things may be something that we've worked on in training. So I'm not going to give them six things that they've never worked on. It's six things that they've yeah. worked on in training so that they are aware of actually what it is they're trying to do. Mm. So even my, my instructions that I might give them, I say, well, what are the three? What are our three? And you obviously, okay. You know what I mean? And that's how you start to develop this idea of them, I think, of them starting to think about what it is that you want them to achieve in, in games and even in training to, to a certain extent. Um, but what you're trying to do is you're trying to get them to focus because one of the things I, I, I know, I remember when I was playing was don't give me loads and loads of information at half time because I'm only going to remember a couple mm. of those bits and pieces. I'm not going to remember the eight things that you've just told me. Mm -hmm. So what I've done in, in, in my coaching is I've gone, I'm going to give you three things that you're going to talk about. Mm. Right? You, those three are going to be when, when you have the ball and when you don't have the ball. Mm. Players can cope with that, I think. 100% and I think there's a lot of research that suggests that, you know, things in threes works. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, but then, you know, just on that, on that final point, that, just point there, I think in recognising the individual needs of the player, sometimes... And this is an experience that I've, I've, I've had recently as well, mm. is that players may say, this is how I like to be coached. Mm. And they may be reluctant to kind of be receiving or giving information in another way, but actually it's not necessarily the methodology that was behind it that was, that was mm. the problem, it was the experience. Mm -hmm. So they might have had an experience where you asked them some mm. questions, mm. now all of a sudden they said, no, nah, I don't deal well with questions. Mm. But because the coach who was in mm. question wasn't asking the questions mm. in, a, in a maybe pressure-free environment mm, yeah. and just like really, you know, being mm. curious. So I just mm. want to kind of add that as a side note, but um, any last thoughts before we conclude? Yeah. I, I think it's, it's just to remember that um, player-led and player-centred, they're different, but they can dovetail. 
Awesome. Well, there you have it, guys. Another coaching conversation with Pete and Yas. Today, we looked at the differences between player-led and player-centered. Um, let us know your thoughts. Hit the like button, subscribe, and we'll be back next week. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.